Feast day of St. Nicholas. He was a bishop that lived in the 300s. He's known for fighting the Arian heresy. He never met a heretic he didn't admonish. The Arians believe that Jesus is not God. He's just a prophet, a real cool guy, but he's not God. St. Nicholas the bishop was not bashful about admonishing people that Jesus is God. So we got to be like St. Nicholas in our day and get busy admonishing the uh, modernists. We don't have Arians around so much today, but we've got modernists that deny truth. Cafeteria Catholics that pick and choose the deposit of faith. Pick a little bit of this, pick a little bit of that, throw the rest of the deposit of faith in the garbage. You got to be St. Nicholas's. Get busy admonishing the heretics, correcting them. Gospels from Luke 5. And it came to pass on a certain day, as Jesus sat teaching, that there were also Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by that were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was to heal them. And behold, men brought in a bed a man who had the palsy. And they sought means to bring him in and lay him before Jesus. When they could not find by what way they might bring him in, because of the multitude, they went up upon the roof and led him down through the tiles with his bed into the mist before Jesus, whose faith, when he saw, said, Man, thy sins are forgiven thee. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to think, saying, Who is this who speaketh blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? And when Jesus knew their thoughts, answering, he said to them, What is it that you think in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Thy sins are forgiven thee? Or to say, Arise and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has the power on earth to forgive sins, I say to thee, Arise, take up thy bed, and go into thy house. And immediately, rising up before them, he took up the bed on which he lay, and he went away to his own house, glorifying God. And all were astonished, and they glorified God, and they were all filled with fear, saying, We have seen wonderful things today. Those men were thinking outside of the box. They couldn't get in the regular way through the door, so they went through the roof. That's what we got to do, think outside the box today. Because, like in St. Nicholas's time, our time, the church is primarily run by heretics. People that prescribe to the heresy of modernism. So, sometimes you can't, you, you, the, sometimes you got to go around them, you know. You can't go through the door, you got to go through the roof, okay. You got to find ways to practice the deposit of faith. Pray the deposit of faith and evangelize and catechize the deposit of faith. You don't just stop. You got to be a St. Nicholas. Get into gear. Live your faith and get busy admonishing those modernists. Correct them. They're going to end up in hell if they persist in denying the truth. Somebody's got to correct them. So be the St. Nicholas. Baltimore Catechism today teaches us uh, the effects of the redemption. 
It says, what are the chief effects of the redemption? It says there are two chief effects of the redemption. The satisfaction of God's justice by Christ's sufferings and death and the gaining of grace for men. <clears throat> A supernatural gift of God bestowed on us through the merits of Jesus Christ for our salvation. How many kinds of grace are there? It says there's two kinds of grace, sanctifying grace and actual grace. Remember, sanctifying grace we get from the sacraments. Actual grace we get from prayer. What is sanctifying grace? Sanctifying grace is that grace which makes the soul holy and pleasing to God. It comes from the sacraments. And it says, what is actual grace? Actual grace is that help of God which enlightens our mind and moves our will to shun evil and do good. It comes from prayer. Is grace necessary for salvation? It says, yes, grace is necessary to salvation because without grace, we can do nothing to merit heaven. A couple more. Can we resist the grace of God? says, yes, we can, and unfortunately often do resist the grace of God. And finally, it says, what is the grace of perseverance? The grace of perseverance, sometimes we call it final perseverance. The grace of perseverance is a particular gift of God which enables us to continue in the state of grace till death.